Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we build cities and farms and roads in the modern classic, Carcassonne. It has taken me 30 episodes, but I've finally gotten around to recommending Carcassonne. This game was published in the year 2000, which makes it the oldest game I've reviewed here on the podcast. It has sold more than 12 million copies around the world, and it has been many people's first entry into the world of modern board games. It's also a great game for families, since it's easy to learn, doesn't require any reading, handles at least five players, and has enough depth to keep adults interested. Carcassonne is a tile laying game. Players take turns drawing square tiles and adding them to a common medieval landscape. On your turn, you draw a tile and place it somewhere on the landscape, making sure that it touches one of the existing tiles on an edge and that the edges of the new tile match the edges of any adjacent tiles. So fields to fields, roads to roads, cities to cities. Eventually, as you keep adding these square tiles down on the map, you'll have a sprawling countryside full of farms and roads and walled cities. Carcassonne the Game was designed by German designer Klaus-Jürgen Rede after he visited Carcassonne the City, a medieval town in France famous for its city wall. Vrede was planning to write a novel about that city when he visited, but he came away with an idea for a game instead. Before I walk through how the game works and why I like it, let's hear from our medieval history correspondent, who happens to be the son of my friend and fellow game night organizer, Andy. Andy's son has lots of thoughts about why he likes playing Carcassonne. All right, hello world. We're going to do the podcast now. So what game did we just get done playing? Um, We just played Carcassonne. Carcassonne. All right. So um, what did you think of this, the board, the game board, the pieces and all that stuff? It's cool how, you, like, in two games, like, if you played two games, like, straight in a row, like, the boards can be completely different. Yeah. Like, you can... I like how different the boards can be. Cool. What about the art on the board? Yeah, the art's really cool. I like all the little details in the, um, tiles. What were some of the things you noticed about the tiles? Um, pins of all sort, like, sheep pins... Cow pins, pig pins, goat pins. What were the people in the forest? We thought. <laughs> oh yeah, they're bandits. We we thought they were bandits. We made we named them bandits. Um, all right. So let's talk about who won the game. Who won? Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You won. Uh, but you beat me by two points, and you beat your mom by one point. So it was a very close game. But but you- I still won. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. You won. Congrats. Good. Well done. Um, so, since you won, what was your winning strategy? I don't really have much strategy. Yeah? <laughs> just play... I just do it, you know? Play somewhere like, where you think it'll go well? Yeah, don't make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any uh, real memorable plays that happened? Um, we had this really long line of um, kind of road villages. That was really funny. Because, like, it was four in a row. Yeah. So, like, it was almost all of them. So you kept making loops and closing them? <laughs> loops can closing the... Yeah. 
to get, down part of the D. Get the scoring on yeah. the roads. Yeah. Um, all right. What What did you like best about the game? I like how creative you can be, mm -hmm. like, and how much you can really change. Like, the board can shift like whoever's winning pretty quickly. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, anything else about the game you want to talk about? Mm, nope. Cool. Well, out of five stars, how many stars would you give it? Four and a half. All right. Cool. Well, thanks. And that ends our interview. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Andy and his son for that interview. I agree that one of the most enjoyable parts of Carcassonne is seeing how the map you build with other players turns out differently every time you play. Maybe you end up with lots of tiny cities all over the place, or some very weirdly shaped cities, or one giant mega city, as my daughter always liked to build when she played the game. See, you win Carcassonne, like you win most board games, by scoring the most points. To earn points, you need to claim the features on the landscape you're building by placing your tokens on those features. Each player has a set of tokens in their player color, and each time you place a tile, you have the option of placing one of your tokens on that tile, claiming that feature. If you claim a road, it will be worth one point per tile in the road, so you'll probably want to add more tiles to that road as you play, again, playing them road to road on matching sides. If you claim a city, you'll get one point per tile in the city, or two points per tile if you manage to complete the city walls and close off the city. Completing cities is key to winning this game, since it doubles your city points. That adds a lot of tension, however, because you're also going to want to grow your cities. You're often choosing between adding tiles to a city to score more points, or finishing it off to double the score of that city. At this point, I am honor-bound to introduce a bit of board game jargon that I have somehow avoided using for 29 episodes. That is the term meeple. The term meeple is a contraction of my and people, my people, meeple, and it was coined by American gamer Allison Hansel to describe the friendly but vaguely human-shaped tokens that players use in Carcassonne to claim features. I just bought a game called Obsession that has a Downton Abbey or Jane Austen theme, and its meeples are shaped like footmen and butlers. I have another game called Everdell about forest creatures building forest towns, and its meeples are all animals, foxes and owls and rabbits and things like that. But it's the classic Carcassonne meeple shape, that friendly little guy that has come to represent modern board gaming for many people. Back to the game. In addition to claiming roads and cities, if you play the farmer's option, you can also claim fields, which are worth three points at the end of the game for each completed city they touch. If you play with the abbot expansion, which comes with the base game, you can claim monasteries too, which score one point for each tile surrounding them. The thing is, once you place a meeple on a feature, whether that's a road or a city or a monastery, it stays there until you complete that feature or the end of the game, whichever comes first. If you play a meeple on every turn, you'll quickly run out. Then you won't have one available to claim more features later, so choose carefully where you place your meeples. This also means you don't want to, for instance, start a city that's going to be hard to complete. Not only do you earn half points for an unfinished city, but also that meeple you use to claim it is stuck there for the rest of the game. Where Carcassonne can get a little competitive is when you've claimed, say, a city, and another player has claimed a city, and then someone lays a tile that connects those two cities. Now you've both claimed the same city, and you'll both get the points for that city. 
This means that one strategy in the game is to wait for someone else to build out a big city and then jump in on that city and get those points through some clever tile placement. You'll get just as many points as the player who used so many turns building that city. Where Carcassonne gets really competitive is when you manage to have more meeples on a city than another player. So if you can pull off that joining trick twice, you might end up with two meeples on a city and they just have one. Then you'll get all the points and they get nothing. When I play Carcassonne with just adults, we end up stealing each other's cities all the time, which makes for a more cutthroat game. As I mentioned, the base game of Carcassonne comes with a small expansion called the Abbot, which adds a meeple with a Pope hat to your team of meeples and lets you score those monasteries. It also comes with a small expansion called the River, which adds some extra tiles you use at the start of the game, all featuring a river, that help your landscape spread out more quickly. I always play with these expansions since they're not complicated, and I think they add a lot to the base game. There's also the rule about farmers, that is, the rule that lets you place a meeple permanently to claim a field. There's also the rule about farmers, that is, the rule that lets you place a meeple permanently to claim a field. You can score a lot of in-game points through farmers, but it's a risky move to lay down a meeple you won't get back until the end of the game. When I'm playing with younger kids, I usually leave out this rule. If you like the base game and you want more expansions, boy are you in luck. There are eight full expansions to Carcassonne that you can buy, including the two that I have, Inns and Cathedrals, which adds pieces for a sixth player, and Traders and Builders, which also includes a pig to go with your farmers. There are lots more that I haven't tried, not to mention the recent 20th anniversary edition of the game and the spin-off game, Carcassonne Hunters and Gatherers, which takes the basic gameplay back to the Mesolithic period. There's just a lot of Carcassonne out there. Seriously, you could spend a lot of money on these games. But I'm happy to recommend the base game as a place to start. It handles two to five players, plays in about 45 minutes, and works with kids ages seven and up. It's a fantastic family game, and I really can't get enough of it. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for links to past episodes and for photos of Carcassonne, the game, not the city, although I'd love to visit the city someday and take some pictures. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. And now it's time to play some games. <laughs>